It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Up and at them. Rise and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on. The coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Rise and shine, nerds. You're tuned in to episode 433 of the Back Row Morning Show, proudly a part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. I'm Radio Matt, the station manager and chief radio nerd here at LTN. I'm a third-generation radio dude and a lifelong nerd. And I'm Mo, sidekick to the chief radio nerd, here to bring the facts and fire to your day. Now, where's the coffee? For real. Today on the show, uh, I join Andrew from the Real AA Batteries to finish our countdown of the top 20 Christian albums of 2021. Also on the show today, the Y2K22 bug strikes. <laughs> but first, today's Monday, January 17th, 2022. We got wow. some holidays to uh-huh. celebrate. Yeah. Did I say it's... 21 the all last week? I hope not. Because this isn't changed, and I built this script off of... <laughs> Last week's script. All right, we need somebody to let us know. Uh, I'm almost certain did, I did. Did oh, Matt mess wow. up an entire week? Wow. Wow. Huh. New Year, same old me. <laughs> That's my line. <laughs> All right, so Goodness today is gracious. January 17th, 2022, and our holidays are Ditch New Year's Resolution Day. <laughs> I mean, you made it this far. Yeah. Why keep making it hard on yourself? Right. Um, it's also elementary school teacher day, elementary school teacher day, because you know, the middle school and high school teachers, they don't deserve the credit today. It's all about the elementary school. Yeah. You said it. Mm-hmm. You can write your letters to Mo. Bring it. Bring it. Uh, it's also Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Magar in our chat. Wow. <laughs> Wow. She's a middle school teacher, correct? Really? I believe Meg is a middle school teacher. Really? (laughs) (laughs) I am writing this letter. (laughs) Uh, Bring it. Oh, hello, Silver. We got a whole bunch of folks in our chat today. We're very excited (laughs) to have them along for the ride. What else? oh, Oh, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. I didn't say that. Middle school and high school teachers don't deserve credit. I just said that they don't deserve credit today. Today, today is, is about the elementary day. school teachers. Mo doesn't get the credit either, though. She's not a teacher. She's just a librarian. That's fair. Ugh. I was Gross. not speaking about myself. Gross. However, I mean, <laughs> I may not have a degree, but... Um, listen, elementary school teachers got to deal with like potty training kids, kids that still sit in the bathroom and scream, where's the toilet paper? Or worse, (laughs) oh, wipe me. Uh Somebody come wipe my butt, please. That was, that was my buddy. Like that's, that's when I realized that kids like grow up at a bit of a different speed. And I realized that when I was a kid yeah. and my best friend was over with his mom, his mom was visiting my mom 
and they were here for like several hours to the point where this was the first time he ever had to go number two at my house and he's hollering that out. I'm like, why, why are you, I've been wiping my own butt for like two years. How are you still doing this? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. Uh, also elementary school teachers always have to talk like this all day long. You have to be cheerful. You have to be happy because it's if fun. you're not, uh huh. Yeah. Oh, See, it even drives me crazy. I wouldn't want to be a middle school teacher either, though. If I was going to be a teacher, I'd want to be a high school teacher. High school teacher. High school I've teachers, always said that. You're allowed to be snarky with the kids. You're allowed to basically be yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like, my favorite teachers were teachers that weren't afraid to, like, be snarky and, and insult you back and have fun, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And that's that's what I learned. Um, either I'm like turned up on all the cheerfulness at level 10, or I'm not talking. And when I'm not talking, all my students are like, Miss Mo, what's wrong? Is everything okay? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> Do your work. Don't talk. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and it's also Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Of course, most, yes. of, most of you who are listening to this on the radio might have the day off. Yeah. I say most. I don't know how, is it every, yeah, it's a, this is one of the federal holidays, right? This is one of the six federal holidays that everybody pretty much gets off. Correct. Aside from hospitals and stuff. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So don't try and go to the bank today, guys. I know it's turned, you know, turned out really well that you have this day off and you think, finally. I can run errands. I can make it to the bank. Nah. No, you can't. Post office neither. Sorry. Yeah. Closed today. But we're here for you. Uh-huh. We're here for you because we recorded this in advance. That's the only <laughs> way we're here for you. <laughs> so really, we're not here. But you can pretend. Mo, <laughs> well, how was your week? <laughs> uh, it was crazy. It was a crazy... Like, I feel like this past week has felt like seven weeks in one. Truthfully. Really? Yeah. It was the first week that the students were back at school. And I... Come Friday, I was like... This was only one week. <laughs> Are we sure? Because I feel like it's supposed to be spring break already. <laughs> I can't deal. It's been in a painfully long week. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. See, I like the complete opposite thing. Mm. Like we had two weeks off from the show and the radio station was kind of like in, in low maintenance mode. Right? I didn't have to do much with it. And I was super busy that entire time. This last week was our first big week back, and, like, I've been watching movies. <laughs> I've been, like, just just having a pretty chill week. Good for you. I saw... Um, That's what happens when you get to get rid of one kid. <laughs> I saw Encanto. I saw Eternals. I saw Sing 2. All great. Well, Eternals was a slog, but uh, it was a good story. Just, it was slow. But anyway... I've heard a lot of really good reviews about Encanto. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't really heard anything about it. And then I saw, I think it was on TikTok. I've been hearing one of the songs from the movie in a bunch of things, and I didn't know what it was from, but I'm like, this is a cool song. So I tried, So I uh, YouTubed it and found out that it was a, a song from that movie. I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch this movie now. It's the, 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 the No Pressure song. Mm-mm. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Have you seen the movie? Mm -mm, oh, you no. just said you heard reviews. Dur. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway. I haven't had time good. to do anything, Matt. You've been busy. Yeah. 
Do one with other people's kids. Lark, thank you for that subscription to the Twitch channel. And uh, good morning to you. <laughs> surface Pressure. Yeah, that's the song. That's a Under great song. Under the Surface. <laughs> Under the Surface. Under the Sea. <laughs> nope, that's a different movie. Under the Sea. <laughs> You'll be enchanted watching Encanto. You can take it from me. That's a missed added words. Dang it! I ruined it. Never mind. Forget it. I'm done. Man. Uh, hey, I did read one of my favorite children's books. I shouldn't say. Yeah, one of my favorite children's winter books this past week. Did you ever read Snowman at Night to your kids? No. Never heard of it. Oh, well, so they originally started with Snowman at Night, but now they have like this whole like series, I guess you might want to call it, of snowmen at all sorts of different things. Um, but, I thought you were going to say times. Snowmen at lunch. Snowmen at dinner. <laughs> no, there's a whole bunch that I saw, I found on Amazon the other day. But anyway, um, it takes a look at what snowmen do at night. And the kids actually really all loved it and enjoyed it. And then we made button snowmen, white button snowmen, which was not fun because I four times underestimated how many white buttons it was going to take for every student to make a snowman. Hmm. See, when you say snowman at night, I think of an episode of Doctor Who where there were like killer sharp teeth, angry snowmen. Oh my gosh. Do you night. know that I had one of my students? I So I asked specifically the lower grades because they are always a lot more fun and interactive when it comes to these silly kind of questions. But I asked them, what do you think snowmen do at night? And one of my first graders said, attack. Murder. And I was like, uh, okay, maybe. But I hope not. Uh, well, maybe some of the bad ones. Yeah. <laughs> Those are rare. Well, let's hope. Hope not, but okay, sure. No answer is a bad or dumb or stupid answer. So, <laughs> moving along. Anybody else? Frightening, maybe. You saw several of the little girls' eyes just get really big, like, what? <laughs> Attack. Huh? <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, well, let's take a break here. When we come back, Y2K shows up uh, for some things, anyway. 22 years late. Stick around. Hello, everyone. I'm Radio Matt, and this is Reviews of the Nerds. Today, I'm reviewing the Disney movie Encanto. It's the latest Disney cartoon musical, but one of the few not centered around a princess of some sort. Instead, this movie focuses on Maribel Madrigal, the only member of her large family to not be granted some sort of special ability or power by their sentient house, powered by a magical candle. I know, it's all a bit confusing. And uh, I'll be honest, it took me a couple watches to kind of get everything, and even then, I'm left with several questions or at least several assumptions to fill in the story gaps. The biggest being, why did this all have to happen at all? I mean, what happens? The magic starts to disappear. This becomes the crux of the story, finding out the why, and I feel like the movie only gets 80% of the way to answering that question, but then just jumps to the conclusion. 
That being said, I consider this a minor issue because the movie makes up for its shortcomings with its amazing cast of characters and fantastic soundtrack. One song focusing on the super strong Luisa Madrigal, Surface Pressure, is a bop for sure, and it's all over TikTok. But more than just being a trend, this song touches on the anxiety of people who are so focused on helping other people that their own self-worth becomes tied up in the opinions of others and what you can do for them. In fact, this movie deals with several anxieties and mental health struggles in a way that I, as a 12-stepper, really connect with. This movie will speak to adults in a very powerful way, with reminders that we all need to take care of ourselves. And of course, this movie will be great for kids who are learning these things for the first time. You can find Encanto streaming on Disney+. Plus. I'm Radio Matt. This has been Reviews of the Nerds. And remember, it's okay to talk about Bruno. Morning show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And before we go any further, let us tell you about this week's sponsor Almond Milk. Allergic to cow milk? Have we got a nut for you? Not allergic, but you just want to be obnoxious? We've got you covered too. Almond Milk. Nothing like the real thing in a good way. Now it's time for Mo's fact of the day. Wow, I don't even know. I don't, I don't, mm -mm. I'm not certain that I want to remain sitting here next to you recording currently. Um, yeah, you're kind of rude. The sponsor, you know, those of us who can't drink cow's milk didn't choose it. We were just born this way. I didn't say that you were obnoxious. I said the people that aren't allergic to it. I was about to throw a thing in the trash can. <laughs> There's not that no a trash can exists. over there. Yeah. I'm Ooh. saying the people that are like <laughs> Mo moved the trash can across the room to directly <laughs> next to her and just missed it. Did, yeah. Mm -hmm. Alright. Um anyway. Because that's not obnoxious. <laughs> and that wasn't almond milk. Tad Hall Good told grief. me to sip, sip obnoxiously in the chat, so I did. Do you have your fact ready now? No, he sake, did not so tell I... you to sip obnoxiously. This is not the fact I need from you. I need that brain. fact from you. <laughs> All right, my fact is Martin Luther King was born Michael. In 1934, his father, who was also a pastor, traveled to Germany and became inspired by the Protestant leader, Martin Luther. When he returned home, he changed both his and his son's name to Martin Luther. That is something I never knew. That yeah. is very interesting. Mm -hmm. He was Michael King Jr. And his father was Michael King. So he changed his own name. He changed his name and his, and son's, his name. son's name. Mm-hmm. That's to Martin cool. Luther. I have always thought it is so crazy that Martin Luther King is Martin Luther, just like the Protestant leader, Martin Luther. Like, what a coincidence. That's so crazy. I've always <laughs> thought that. Well, I mean, yeah. I still assume that he was named after Martin Luther. I just thought that it happened at the beginning of his life. Oh, and he was five years old when this happened. Wow. Five years old That's when his cool. name changed. Yep. That is pretty cool. Isn't it? I told you I was excited about that fact. <laughs> All right. Well, now it's over to our weird news desk. Um, yeah, that's right. We have three stories here that you may not have heard yet. 
Shut up, Matt. Read the story. Uh-huh. Bring us the news. Bring the news. That's right. <laughs> oh man. I was trying to transition. Older, okay. Jeez. You could you could transition quietly. <laughs> so like. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Just leave him wanting more. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Older Honda and Acura models are being hit by the Y2K22 bug that resets their internal clocks 20 years in the past. Uh-oh. Now, this isn't just, you know, the little display clock. This is everything that runs on this clock in the system is being set back 20 years uh, and it is causing problems. Uh oh. <laughs> because it's not going back directly 20 years. So it can't even, like, change. I mean, it's changing the time. It's going back, and then the clock is not anywhere near accurate. It's hours off, minutes off, and you can't fix it, apparently, either, for some reason. Uh, and that is also hindering a lot of the other software on all of these vehicles. And it looks like, according to the, uh, at least Honda, a fix could be months away because they didn't expect it to happen. <clears throat> I don't, I don't entirely know how to feel about this. <laughs> uh, Topher's car is an Acura. <laughs> well, uh, how, what year is it? I really don't know, honestly. Okay. I'm not sure. It's affecting slightly older cars, cars uh, from 2006 to 2014. Okay. That's the range. So if it's newer than 2014, you should be fine. I actually think it's, no, it's definitely not newer than 2014. Ooh. No. You think I'm going to buy my 16-year-old kid a car well, newer mean, than 2014? Well, I, mean, I had 20... a 1983 car for my first car. <laughs> yeah, but times are a bit different. What? And 2015 was, what, six, six, seven years away or ago? I mean, that's that's a good distance away from new well, I'm car I'm pretty status. sure his car is a 2004. Okay. He might. <laughs> see, it's, it's too see, old. Yeah, it's too old. To be <laughs> too old that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Next one. <laughs> oh, gosh. This one makes me sad. Uh, there's a doctor who uh, is no longer allowed to practice after branding patients' livers with his initials. Moe's face is priceless. A doctor in the UK has been removed from the country's medical register for branding patients' livers with his initials. The incidents occurred in February and August of 2013 when Simon Bramhall used a surgical device to write his initials on transplanted livers at the end of two surgeries. The 1.6-inch initials were discovered by another doctor when the organ transplanted by Bramhall failed about uh, after about a week. In 2017, Bramhall pleaded guilty and was convicted of two counts uh, common assault, according to documents from the UK's Medical Practice Tribunal Service, uh, which hears complaints against doctors and determines if they are fit to practice. He was fined uh, 10,000 pounds and sentenced to community service. Bramhall has resigned from his job. Um... Let's see here. He's been suspended from practicing, but only for like five months. <laughs> he was suspended in 2020 for practicing for only five months, uh, but I'm assuming he's having a bit of a hard time finding another <laughs> another job. Look, so, I mean, 
Come on. That's awful. I mean, it's like signing your work. You're I saving say, a life. It's no. a liver transplant. No. I just saved your life. Matt <laughs> was W-U-Z here. <laughs> I will say that honestly has always been kind of a fear of mine with every surgery that I've ever had or, you know, <clears throat> every medical procedure I've ever had. Like, are they going to do something crazy? Because I will never know. Or are they going to leave something inside me that's not supposed to be there? Like a... A sponge or a, you know what I mean? Sponge, uh, it's always quad, a watch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Oh, and lastly, <laughs> uh-huh. LAPD officers have been fired for catching Pokemon instead of crooks. Wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. <sighs> Court documents have revealed details of a story of two LAPD officers who were fired from the force back in 2017 for playing Pokemon Go on duty whilst ignoring calls for backup at a nearby robbery in progress. As reported by Vice, uh, officers Luis Luzano and Eric Mitchell, who have just had their appeal for reinstatement denied by a California judge, were in the vicinity of an ongoing robbery at a Macy's in Crenshaw when they received urgent calls from colleagues to provide support. Instead, the pair relocated from the area of the crime in order to hunt down a Snorlax, as well as a rare Togetic in the Antic Smash It mobile game. I don't know what a togetic, 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 togetic. No idea. Uh, when originally questioned about their failure to respond to their radio, the officers insisted they had been in a loud area and failed to hear the calls for assistance. However, upon further investigation of their dash cam, it turned out the pair had, in fact, blatantly ignored their in-car comms in favor of excitedly hunting down Pokemon, even moving their squad car to several different locations in order to track them down. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> here's here's um here's some quotes that were on the dash cam. After Mitchell apparently caught the Snorlax, exclaiming "Got him!" Petitioners agreed to to go get the Togetic and drove off. When their car stopped again, the uh, DVCVS recorded Mitchell saying, "Don't run away! Don't run away!" <laughs> While Lozano described how he was how he buried it and ultra balled the togetic before announcing got him mitchell advised he was still trying to catch it adding holy crap man this thing is fighting the crap out of me eventually mitchell exclaimed holy crap finally apparently in reference to capturing the togetic he remarked the guys toketic toketic thanks thank you i appreciate Mm -hmm. it i don't play appreciate you uh there's no q here it's spelled with the g so i'm sorry they misspelled it if it, if it's different, but anyway, <laughs> the guys uh, <laughs> the guys are going to be so jealous. He remarked. I mean, petitioners then agreed to return to the Seven Eleven, where Sergeant Gomez later met them in their watch. And on the way, Mitchell remarked, "I got you a new Pokemon today, dude." <laughs> I mean, look, I don't begrudge them enjoying their nerdy pursuit. I think it's kind of I think it's kind of cute. These two officers just out there hunting Pokemons. But you got a job to do that's quite important, like protecting the community. Okay. From legitimate villains. Listen, listen, (laughs) listen. I 
feel like someone's parents failed them along the way. And I say this because I'm currently living this. Okay. Are you ready? Hopefully my child is not listening. Maybe he's just possibly lurking. Uh, yes. Thank you for clarifying that because I was going to, but anyway, uh, my oldest son is very much a gamer and his life very much revolves around video games. And it has gotten to the point to where we have realized it takes precedence and priority over absolutely everything in his life. <laughs> and we're not okay with that. And this is not all right. Yeah. And we tell him all the time, you have to have priorities. <laughs> you have to have your things taken do, care Mom. of. I know. <laughs> I know you have to have your stuff taken care of before the fun happens. I'm defending our gym. Okay. So he, we actually, listen, we got an email this past week from his esports coach because we told him, listen, the high school has an esports team. No, I, I'm just envisioning in my head him getting in trouble for playing a different video game than the one he's supposed to be playing. <laughs> no, listen, we told him uh, esports was picking back up this semester at the beginning of, of the semester, which was this past week. And there were some things that happened and we told him, you know what? No, you're taking the semester off from esports. Sorry. Uh, mm hmm. Yeah. Um, listen, you know, there's been a lot of incidences recently where we've had to lay down the law. Okay. So anyway, that was, it wasn't like we jumped to that immediately, but anyway, get an email from his esports coach. That's basically begging us to reconsider and allow him to come back because he's such a vital part of the team. And at his sophomore year has already shown great leadership and was selected as the captain of all things Nintendo. Wow. Uh-huh. And so I was like, well, crap. <laughs> like, uh, how do I go about continuing to parent? Dang it. He's found a place to shine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, like, this... this just validates I feel How like what I've been trying go. to teach him for the last several months like it's a new world we're living in you have to have priorities I can't wait until next week's topics because I've got a good one I've got a great one and this kind of feeds right into it oh, yeah, yeah. here we go it's going to be good next week great <laughs> not that it's not going to be good this week it's just I'm excited for the next one already just <laughs> stick with us until next week alright let's take another quick break uh, when we come back Matt and Andrew from the real AA batteries count down the top 10 Christian albums of 2021 stick around We here at Love Thine Earn emphasize intentional community. Join our Facebook group by searching for Love Thy Nerd Community. And if you not only like us, but you like, like us, like us, you should join our Discord server at lovethynerd.com slash discord and jump in on some of our game night streams. Bottom line, we want to hang out with you. Come join us. 
back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And hey, are you following us on all the socials? We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Just search for at the Back Row LTN and connect with us. Before we jump into our discussion, Mo and I also have a side venture called Back Row Games, home of several Christian tabletop games, including our two most popular, Judge Not and Sunday School Answers. Sunday School Answers is the original Christian knockoff of Cards Against Humanity, all the awkward fun without the need to bathe in bleach afterwards to get all the sin off. Here's the latest. First of all, there are two new booster packs now available. The 2021 booster pack, adding more pandemic era fun to the game, and the Holy Veggies pack, with cards inspired, but not officially licensed, by a classic show centered around a Christian tomato and cucumber. And we got lots more coming in the next few months. February, we got the sports booster pack and the parenting booster pack. Uh, which we have here in studio. Uh, they look fantastic. I'm super excited for them. I'm dropping them all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, also in studio, we just received today the uh, the beta version of our biggest expansion ever coming out in March to mark a, a year of the relaunch. And it's got 266 cards. It's called the White Box. It's huge. It's fantastic. And you can pick it up to add to your original game. But it's also big enough also big enough to kind of be a standalone to play you know a few games without running the risk of you know reusing cards too quickly Mm. Uh, but it'll pair perfectly with the core game and any of the expansions you want and you can just go nuts and never have the same game twice so you can check all those out Uh uh-huh you can check it all out and get your copy of sunday school answers at backrogames.com 2021 was a long year, but it also kind of felt like it sped by. This is our final week of looking back at the best and the worst of 2021. Last week, we took an outward look at the biggest headlines in the nation and world, and then looked inward to some of the best moments of our own show. Then we began um, an expanded look at the best Christian albums of 2021. Recently, I joined Andrew from at the Real AA Batteries on IG Live for our yearly tradition of looking back on the music that made the year special. We each came up with our own list of the top 20 Christian albums of the year and compared them. And last week, we took you through our first 10 picks, beginning with the 20 spot, counting down to 11. And now we're going to pick up where we left off for the top 10. Here we go. So uh, number 10. So we're halfway through. Top 10. We're in our All right. Now. Here we go. No turning back. So... <laughs> Um, so number 10, another, another band I've never heard of, um, glowing Moses and with Ooh. event horizon. Mm. So basically, so it starts off with an acoustic, with an acoustic track, a short acoustic track. But when you get into, but when you get into the next song, you know, what kind of album you're, you're going into. Cause the main star is the guitar. Um, it's got some really not really nice drum work. The vocalist, the vocalist does a really good job, but the guitar is the star of the show. Um, it's got some really, really just beautiful guitar work, um, through, through each album, honestly, through each, through each song, I mean. So it, uh, and honestly, it's a short, it's a short album. Like it's kind of like it's it's that album that's like you can't really call it an EP, even though it's pretty, even though it can be pretty short. But um, <laughs> honestly, um, there aren't there aren't that many um, Christian albums are out there that where the guitar is the star of the show. 
And it was, it's just very refresh. It's a, just a re very refreshing rock, uh, listen to for the rock genre anyway. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember. I, I only heard of them last year and they had a song called, um, the mountain. Uh, and that was my first, first, uh, listen for glowing Moses. I didn't even know they had a, a new album out. Uh, this is another one of those that's really, like you said, really under the radar yep. uh, bands that it's hard to find uh, on listings of new releases. Yes. So, yes, yes, I'm excited that there's a whole album. Yeah, nine tracks. That's weird, yeah. <laughs> I guess it's just enough to technically be considered a full album. Yep. <laughs> All right, number 10 for me is um, Death Therapy. Melancholy Machines, uh, dark yet very upbeat, crazy mix of interesting projects. Uh, Tension and Melancholy Machines, the title track, are my favorite on the album. Um, I'm noticing I just really like experimental stuff. <laughs> now that yeah, I'm going through this list and explaining it, most of my album, most of my album choices so far have had the word experimental in the description of what I'm trying to say. Uh, but Death Therapy has been fun. My, the first song I heard from them was their version of uh, Narls Barkley's Crazy, uh, which was very, you know, it was very dark and, and slow and deep the way they did it. Um, it made it very, like, uh, ominous almost as opposed to the goofy song that it was when Narls Barkley did it. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, this is a very unique style uh, of music yeah. that they come up with. Uh, dark yet upbeat. It's hard to, it's hard to even fathom that in your brain. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it's a fun album. Give it a listen. Sounds good. <clears throat> Number nine. We got Remember by Future of Forestry. Mm. So Future of Forestry, it's just, they don't release a bad album ever, honestly. It's like, I remember, it's like, I remember one of the first songs I've ever heard of is like from their EP. This was like 15 years ago or even more called uh, Slow Your Breath Down. Mm. Uh, and I I just instantly became a fan, not only because of just the lyrics and the, and the music, but also just their uh just them being master music musicians going from uh instrument to instrument to instrument yeah. and i know like lead singer i forgot his i forgot his name but he's just a, an incredible singer and an incredible musician and lyricist it, um he's just the whole pack he's just the whole uh, it's like eric yes yeah ao young ao young o young yes i don't yes. even know how to pronounce it yeah like it's like ao and young together yes. <laughs> And um, if any, if I can describe Future of Forestry sounds, it's very atmospheric, honestly. And yeah, they and yeah. they play to that strength on this on this album. It's just, it's beautiful, honestly. It's just very, it's just a beautiful piece of art. Like each song, each song on that album, you can just listen to it and just honestly, and listen to it, lay back and just let the let the music let the music just um let the music come come in and honestly it's just a very wonderful experience they give me they give me like Coldplay vibes yes you know it's that it's that kind of like ethereal um 
just, yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I like that a lot. That's a good one. Uh, number nine for me is Andy Minio, which I kind of already touched on, uh, but he came out with an album called Neverland two. Uh, it's a, it's a fantastic album. Uh, there's a song on there called trying, uh, that is in my list of top songs of the year as well. Um, that hit me the hardest because it's a huge list about the things he's trying to start doing and stop doing, uh, trying to be, you know, a good, you know, Christian, a good friend, a good family member, you know, all these different good role model, you know, all, all these different responsibilities on his shoulder and how he fails at this most of the time. And sometimes it feels like it's not even worth trying to do this because it's not, yeah, you know, yeah. he's not seeing the returns on that from other people. It's, it's a very raw emotional album. Uh, it's full of a lot of that raw honesty, uh, which again, like I said earlier, it's kind of a new growing trend in Christian music. Um, notwithstanding, uh, or not, not whitewashing rather the, uh, the things in this faith journey. Um, and I think this album's done near perfectly, um, the only issue that I have, and it's, uh, I guess a more and more minor one with every year, uh, that passes, but there's, there's more and more Christian albums that have put cuss words in their lyrics. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. That, uh, it kind of bugs me because, but more, more from just like a, I want to be able to be, I, I used to be able to know that I could play this whole album, you know, <laughs> in church or in youth group or whatever, and not have to worry about my kid hearing I know. You know, yeah. the D word or something, the F word. And, uh, Andy Minio on the song, even in trying, you know, he uses the D word. It's not a lyric per se. It's just more like, an, you know, one of those in between lyrics, exasperated kind of, you know, not hype words, but you know, those words that are in between the lyrics. Uh, and it's, it's very clearly, you know, you know, D A M N. And I'm like, whoo. Okay. I mean, it's a great song and it's a raw emotion and I get it. And that's usually the excuse Christian artists use to put a cuss word in is because we're using it as a raw emotional, a real thing. And I don't disagree with that, but at the same time, I don't agree with it. (laughs) <laughs> like you can still get it, you can still get the point across without having to put it in the actual song lyrics. Yep. It's not going to take about. Uh, well, I'm going to talk about that a little later too with another album, but that's my only gripe. But uh, it's still a very good, very um, thought provoking kind of album. Well, he did, he did uh, cuss in uh, the um, what, what is it? The the Arrow EP or the Sword EP, which with one of those. Portrait, yeah, that's right. He did. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I mean, I, I just, yeah, I get it. It's just also kind of hard to accept. <laughs> I get hard it. To, yeah. Hard to ex- like every every explanation as to why, because they're always asked why, like why did you do this? Yeah. Every explanation is like. Well, it's the only word that would have worked. I'm like, no, the English language is pretty big. Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. That was that was John Rubin's. That was John Rubin's big excuse when he came out with uh, what was it, futuristic, where two of the songs on there had the S word in it. Yep. yep. And they're like, well, why did you do that? And he goes, well, I just feel like that's the only word that would explain how I felt. I'm like, no, dude, no. If 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 you're a lyricist, 
<laughs> you can paint the picture without having to use that word. But yeah, yeah, I just it's I feel the same way about comedians. I'm like if you're if your punchlines are curse words, then you don't know how to write jokes. <laughs> like it's the most the most popular Christian or the most popular not Christian comedians, but the most popular comedians are like Brian Regan, Jim Gaffigan. Uh, those are the biggest names. Jerry Seinfeld, biggest names of all time. None of them hardly ever you know use cuss words, True. and none of them are really like for for uh the punchlines of their jokes it's a cheap it's a cheap usage of language yeah, sure. that i feel is just an easy out yeah but anyway yeah. soapbox over for now. <laughs> for now for now okay I, we're on to number eight number eight, number I've, eight. Got, I've got blue flower by gray havens another another a band i've never heard of i love gray havens dude i love them Okay, I I they released um they released one song their lead single for the album. I thought it was good. It it it, it definitely had some folk vibes to it. I, yeah, I, I love some folk music, but I'm not really a, like a a diehard fan of that genre. However, more like when I listen to their second song, I'm like, hold on there. This is mm-hmm. gonna be this is gonna be something really experimental, very unique, and it's like from uh, from each song just got like progressively more interesting and progressively more just uh, experimental. And I just enjoyed every minute of it. Honestly, it's like a music. It's like a, it's like they started out with the, uh, the folk genre, but then just added some different elements to it with each, with each song. I got some Imagine Dragon vibes. Yeah. Um, very, very yeah. com, very complex, uh, group for sure yeah uh, it's really it's, it's a, a two people i think it's a guy and his wife honestly i don't really know who they are but um but they're 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 complex musically and uh yeah i've let's see first song i heard from them was uh diamonds and gold which is a beautiful beautiful song from 2019 uh they did a song called high enough with propaganda which was really good nice. Like, I mean, they got a lot of, re- they release a lot of remixes of their music, which are, you know, taking what's not necessarily like a, a dance kind of party tune and making it something really cool. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, tr- it's Tread the Dawn on that album, because that's the latest yeah. song that I have from them. Yeah. I don't think I've heard that whole album yet, but I know they came out with Tread the Dawn, uh, and I really love that one. Um, yeah. What, what was the name of the full album again? Oh, blue blue flower by Gray Havens. Yeah. Blue flower. Yeah, I'm gonna have to give that one a full listen. Yeah, that's they're they are they are dope. They're dope. Uh, number eight for me is Paradise Now. Uh, with their album We Never Die. Uh, have you ever heard of them? No, nope, this is my first time. Super under the radar for me too, but they they I think this is their first full album. They had like an EP kind of thing last year. Um or the year before, I don't remember. Uh but this is they're like the the best way I can describe their sound is a mix between Switchfoot and Skillet. Okay, too much fans there. If that sounds intriguing to you, you might like Paradise Now. Uh, some of my favorite songs are We Never Die, Losing Myself, Haunt Myself, 
bring me his head. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, it's very, very, very good. This is, I don't know. I really don't know all that much about them. I feel like they're a very new band. They present themselves as like they're very new on the scene. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they might've been doing it for years. I don't know, but, but, uh, this, this is a great album. If this is their, you know, let me look it up. Let me look it up right now. If this is their first actual album or not paradise. No, I should have done this already. Uh, discography. What do we got here? Um, paradise now. And it's, uh, with a exclamation point at the end paradise. Now that's their band. Um, looks like they've been doing like some little things. Okay here and there, but, uh, I think this is their first full album, um, with uh tooth and nail records. Um, yeah, yeah. That's what it looks like. So we never die tooth and nail records. They're a, uh, they're a Belgian group, I think. <laughs> but they're, I mean, they're really good. Uh, they're going to give us a lot of good, good stuff for sure. <clears throat> okay. So, we're on to number seven. Okay. All My Questions by Bethany Barnard. Um, so, if you don't recognize the name, Bethany Barnard used to be, used to be Bethany Dillon. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Bethany, I remember that one. So, so Bethany Dillon married one of the, the Shane, ba- Shane Barnard, who's from Shane and Shane. Oh. So, now, now she's Shane Barnard. So now she's Shane. <laughs> now, now, oh my gosh, yeah, okay. Now she's Bethany Barnard. Now we're confused. Oh. Now I'm confused. Yeah. I know we're living Bethany. in 2021, but I know it's 2022 <laughs> now. But I am confused as to how this all works. The funny thing is, is like, the funny thing is, is like, I actually wrote a review of this album on JesusFreeHideout.com. They published it and they made like, uh, and, uh, they made an edit where they're like Bethany Barnard, formerly known as Bethany Dillon. Oh, they did it backwards. Oh, no, 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 no. they did it right ways. Yeah, mm-hmm. they added it to it. I got you. Yeah, I got you. I got you. So I'm like, I heard Bethany Dillon before. It kind of like with Sarah Groves, she's been in the game for a very long time. Yeah. Um, now with oh. this, so she released yeah. an album this year, All My Questions, and uh, and the best way I can say it is it's beautifully simple. Uh, acoustic guitars, uh, minimal drums, uh, pianos, little bit of strings. The vo- the vocals are just soft and sweet. What really won me over were the lyrics, though, because this is a worship album, but this is an honest worship album. Uh, basi- basically, with the it's kind of like with the title of the album. It's all my questions, kind of like questioning why God would do things or or kind of like questioning God, why hasn't this happened yet? But still trusting in him and putting our hope in him. And even uh, even one of the songs I forgot, it's in the middle of the album where she just talks to God saying, who am I supposed to be angry at? And just basically uh, just being angry at God over some over some situation. That's a good lyric. Um, and it's like, and it's and it's not only just honest, but it's also just creative, and creative and unique as well. You know, the first song from the track, "Feast of Your Feast of Your Faithfulness," um, I wish I had the lyrics right, lyrics right in front of me, but it pulls, um, but it pulls examples from the Bible about like, uh, do I doubt like this person, or do I? Um, <clears throat> 
do I, or even one of the lyrics goes, do my doubts just get in the way? Mm. It's like, it's not your, it's not your Christian radio. Everything is fine. Jesus is awesome. I may have some bad days, but I'm going to put a smile on. No, it's, it's just raw and it's beautiful. And it's just, uh, it, and it's, I don't know. It's just, it's just an enjoyable listen if you like honest worship music. Basically questioning God, but still trusting in him. Okay. 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 Um, number seven for me. And uh, again, this is one of those cheating ones that it's kind of a Christian band, but kind of not. Um, not really even a band. It's just a guy, but uh, it's Zade Wolf. Uh whose actual name is uh, Dustin Burnett. Um, <laughs> but he put out an album called Neon Blood Type this year uh, with songs called Holy Water, The Reason, uh, a lot of big energy. Um, he's known for music. Like, you ever watch Dude Perfect on YouTube? Yes. The trick shots. You know how they always have some kind of banging track behind all their trick shots. It's very high energy, like very drive or something. Yeah, something like that. Something along that. They they did it. They I know they did at least one with Zade Zade Wolf music, and that's the kind of stuff he used. Uh, in fact, uh, last year's Royal Rumble, I think, used the Zade Wolf song as the theme song for the pay per view. You know, that's the kind of music that he produces. Um, and so Neon Blood Type came out. It's a, it's still big energy, a little bit different feel, a little more fresh feel, just uh, similar enough to give you that same big crowd energy, though. But this is this is like sports music. You know, this is sports highlights music. This is uh, action movie trailer kind of music. Uh, and so it's not it's not stuff that's super deep. It's not stuff that's super introspective. Yep. It's just kind of. Crush. This is this is stuff you listen to in the gym. You know, this yep, is the kind of yep. yeah. You know, this is stuff you go to for for that. So this is uh, just his newest album. Uh, I don't. He released um, what was the what was the first album that came out? Golden Age in uh, 2016, uh, and that I think is still his best album, like his first album, um, because every single song on that was just a hit, like a just a, yeah, a, yeah. a head banging good time. Uh, so I, I, I don't think it's as strong as that, but it is still miles above most uh, artists that try to do this, try to pull this off. And he does it all himself, like everything. Awesome. Yeah. All the music is all produced by him. Uh, everything. It's great. Does it all alone. There we That's awesome. I love it. <laughs> okay. Uh, number six. Number six. So at number six, I have. False star, Sunbreeze. Uh, we have one in common again. Yes. Now I really feel like last year we had a lot, a lot in common. Like we we kept saying the same ones, and this year it hasn't been that way. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Hey, my battery's running a little low, so. Okay, let's we'll, we'll go faster. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> So, False Star Sunbreather, I'm not going to say too much about it just because you said a lot about it. One of my favorites songs on there is Get Me Out. Um, it's just raw, intense, with a little bit of rap thrown in there. Yeah. But effective, though. It's not cheesy. And yeah. like, one thing I like about this album is that it's not afraid to pull any punches. It's like, uh, for, for, like for instance, it's like in the song Get Me Out, it's like, 
uh, everyone wants to feel justified, but you got what it takes to abide in the light. You know, that's like, mm. that's some meaty lyrics right there, honestly. And it's like, even in uh, Chroma, the first song, it goes like, I'm not scared of the dark, but I'm afraid of blank pages. And it's just, I don't know, it's just in your face, in intense, and it's just an enjoyable, unique listen. So I'm yeah. not going to say anything more about it because you said enough. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's a great album for sure. Uh, number six for me is Matt Kearney, uh, January Flower. Yes. Best project in years from him. Uh, running in Circles, Pontiac, Can't Look Back. Uh, it's kind of a more grown-up hip-hop version of him, a grown-up hip-hop slash pop version, an older Matt Kearney, of course, grown old with us. Uh, but... <sighs> It's not. It's more grown up, but not in a way that makes you feel too uh, makes him feel too old for the genre. Mm -hmm. Like he he feels like the the grandpa of hip hop at this point, you know. But yep. but in yep. but in the way that it's like you know he's the old timer, like you know he's the one that knows what he's supposed to be doing. Sure. Uh, unlike maybe like KJ five two. I love KJ52, but it just kind of feels like he's just kind of clinging on. <laughs> I, I love him to death, and and he produces a a really great track every now and then. But it just kind of like he he announced a couple years ago that like this was his last album, and then yeah. that changed, and he's still making more. And I'm like, yeah, you know. It's like, you know, the office should have ended after season seven, you know, kind of thing. Just let's just let's stop here and <laughs> have what you have. <laughs> but no, this, this, yeah, but this but this album is fantastic. January Flower is fantastic. I wasn't okay. expecting much from it at all. All right. Top five. <laughs> OK, I've got uh, Lathan Warlick, My Way. This is a per this is a rap album, but it is a rap country album, though. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Now you got one of the top my one of my favorite songs of the year is called "Over Yonder." He he collaborated with a bunch of uh, like popular or country artists as well, and this song is this song is the better version of um, "Old Town Road." <laughs> it's like and honestly and honestly um over yonder it should be an it should be like the song of the year just because just because of what it's talking about because it's like one of the lyrics goes is like um we believe we believe in doing life with each other living one nation of, of under god not being so divided by a color it's like it's just a it's just a an out it's just a song just about doing life together as a body of Christ, as just people, you know, not yeah. pre prejudices or anything like that. And each song, honestly, marries rap and hip hop with country beautifully. Honestly, it's just a, it's just a fun listen. Each each song, there's no bad song on there. Yeah, I remember. I remember hearing that this album was coming out and being intrigued by what he was yeah. going to pull off, but I haven't listened to it. I'm going to have to give that a listen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's hard, man. It's hard to blend country and to make me like it. So it's yeah. going to be a test. Like, like I said, uh, uh, Crowder is the only one that can pull it off with worship music with me. Um, a <laughs> little bit Mac Powell. Mac Powell can do it a little bit. 
uh, <laughs> need to breathe really rides the line of that, but it's for more sure. just his voice. But uh, anyway, okay. Number five for me, I don't need to talk about all that much because uh, you've already had it on your list, but it's Indie Tribe's Upper Hand. Uh, no big deal. Mowgli the Iceberg, John Keith, and DJ Mike KLV. There it is. <laughs> uh, it's a, a lot of it is a fun poke at the rap industry's eye. Uh, because they're all independent and they all plan to stay independent. Uh, at least that's how they present it. I know no big deal, uh, particularly, but one of the big lyrics on there is, uh, in that song says he released, uh, the album called lowercase because it's not about that capital talking about capital records. Yes. And I'm like, Oh, Oh, that was a, who that gave me a heartburn just oh, to yeah. hear that. I'm like, that's a, that's a, that's a, Whew, shots fired right there yeah, kind of sure. thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, Tribal Council is uh, one of my favorite songs on that because it's got, it's got all four of them in it. Holy Smoke is a really good one, uh, heavily leaning on No Big Deal. Yeah. Um, also, he plays he plays, he plays plays fast and loose with the lyrics because, um, like, he has a – with the you know, we're talking about, like, the cussing and stuff. Now, he doesn't cuss. But he, holy sh- but, but the almost, of yeah. <laughs> it's like you the sh- you the holy crap. And I'm like oh oh, I love the line, but oh, it made me uncomfortable. <laughs> um, it's like Christians here using like ish, you know, as a, as the replacement. I'm like oh, that's so too close to the actual word. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, technically fine. So, but I know it's like you said, it's a very fun album, especially oh, yeah. because it's just basically an entire album of collaborations uh, between the mixture of these four. So yep. yeah, love it. Okay. The other entry for crumb, a black lung. Black now, lung. He, now with dart, he was, uh, he was the lead rapper. He was rapping through that whole thing with, with black lung. He was in the production chair. Like providing oh, okay. beats and everything, but and providing guest rappers. Oh, okay, yeah. Propaganda when I looked that up, Derek. I saw like every single track had like a guest rapper. Yeah. Okay. Propaganda, cool. Derek Minor, Manchild. Uh, there he has it. Um, let me see. Syntax the Terrific, Heath McNeese. Um, he had like, uh, what's, oh, come on. I'm ju- I just thought of his name. One um, But a lot of underground rappers on there. And each and I saw Pigeon John on there. What? I saw Pigeon John on that list. Yes, Pigeon John. Yeah. yeah. And Theory yeah. has it had one of those tracks too. Yep. He, yeah. He gives every artist a chime, uh, their time to shine on it. Brings their own unique cool. style, unique flow to it. And honestly, it's like it's and each track is like two minutes. Honestly, it's a it's a very it's a short album with that many guest guest spots on there but hmm. but honestly it does they don't waste their time they don't waste their time on that <laughs> on that album though they spit fire on each track and they come out swinging Tom does okay. a, a fantastic job at producing just uh producing the uh, just cl- so cl- a clean underground hip-hop sound on each track wow. so okay all right. Uh, number four for me is uh, also one that you've already brought up, Judah's 3 Plus 7. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't know if I believe it, Just Because. Just Because was the first, like, single off of that, that, ooh, yeah. I'm like, man. Like, the, the lyrics seemed shallow and seemed weird, but the way he presented them, you know, he loves you just because, just because, just because yeah. he does. Uh, um, 
just because he does. That's how it goes. Yeah. A new, so it's, you know, the new experimental worship project lead singer. He's the lead singer of Judah and the lion, yeah, that's, which, that's what I thought. yeah, who, you know, they, I appreciate the fact that he's, he's getting into more worshipful music because that's how Judah and the lion started. You know, they were a more worship focused band, but then they got really popular, quickly morphed into like a fairly popular mainstream band that didn't really sing all about faith all that much, or at least not in a very, uh, oh, yeah, uh, uh, um, plain way, <laughs> yeah, yeah. plain to understand way. Um, so they're not, they're not explicitly religious, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, but this, this album has really been a fun project and you write it kind of, and I think purposefully it started as, um, kind of underproduced. I think that was on purpose, you know, to sound a little, a little rough. Um, but it did lead to many new singles and, uh, you know, already he can do three plus three plus seven and re-release it again. Uh, but irresponsible, uh, is not on this album, but it is one of my favorite songs of all time. Definitely my number one for the year. Yep. Uh, and he did that one with Jay Monty. So that's, that's a bonus, uh, in this, but yeah, the Judah projects have been fantastic this past year. Yep. Okay. I'm at 10% right now. So I'm going to have right, last three. Let's power last through three. it. So, okay. Young Oceans, You Are Fullness for number three. Like, the best worship al- worship album of the year. It's just, like, unique lyrics, intros- introspective lyrics, very calm, very calm, like, atmospheric, synth-focused, synth-focused sound. And it's just, it's like a dreamy type of, type of sound. And it's not a congregational, it's kind of like a quiet time type of worship album. Oh, okay. 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 Um, and it's just, and it's, and it's been, an, been on repeat, uh, for the entire year last year. It's just, <laughs> been, a, a, it's just been an enjoyable listen, the best worship album of the year, in my opinion. So I'm just gonna leave oh. it at that. So. All right. Uh, number three for me is five iron frenzy until this shakes apart. Uh, songs like Bullfight for an Empty Ring, Into the Outdoor, So We Sing. Again, this is a controversial album leaning heavily into the anti-authority ska punk genre and less in the Christian genre. Uh, it gets very political and progressive at times, which, you know, Five Iron has done in the past, but this album seems to be saturated in it. Yeah. Uh, but So We Sing has that uh, controversial lyrics telling – uh, telling all the grownups to kiss our A word and they say it in the thing very yeah. loud and blatantly. Uh, and so it's a song about growing up in this anti-authority subculture. And so that's why they're using it. Uh, but again, when asked why they decided to put that in there, it represented essentially it had to be that word. And again, that's a lame argument, but nevertheless, the song is amazing. We play a radio edit of that song mm-hmm. on LT and radio that doesn't have that lyric in it. Uh, but it might be the best outing, uh, Five Iron has had since they reformed uh, about a decade ago or however long ago it's been. <laughs> Number two, what you got? Uh, Dante Bow Circles. Um, Dante Bow's lead singer, Maverick City Music, he's been in a bunch of uh, other projects such as with Judah, Crowder, uh, Elevation. He's been a busy guy this past year. Yeah. He released a full album, and it's a perfect marriage of uh, contemporary Christian music, gospel, uh, gospel, rap, and uh, R&B. It, and it's just his own personal touch on it. <clears throat> and it's like lead single, Joyful. It's just a fun album. Fun yeah. fun song to listen to. I Want to Know You. 
where it just talks about like how he wants to press into God, even when it gets, even when life gets tough. And it's like when you're hurting that rather than just running away, just running towards God, it's just, it's honest. It's been, it was a surprise album that I, that, um, that I thoroughly enjoyed this year. So, yeah, I've heard it. I like it. Uh, number two for me, uh, is 21 pilots scaled and icy. Yes. <laughs> uh, near, near album of the year. I mean, it's, it's a little more, it's a little more dad rock than, yeah. uh, their previous albums. Uh, doesn't really further the storyline that they have, you know, that, that kind of, uh, Nico and the Niners kind of storyline they have in the background. Oh, yes. Uh, at least not as obviously as Jumpsuit did. Uh, but Hot Dang, if I don't love every single track on that album, Good Day, The Outside, Saturday, Redecorate, Never Take It, Choker, Shy Away, all of them, all of them, all of them. Really love that album. That's been probably the most repeated album I've had this year. For sure. Yeah. Last one. All right, Departures. number ones. Departures by John Foreman. Okay. Um, I love John Foreman so much. Switchfoot, uh, with Switchfoot, with his false fall, winter, um, spring, summer EPs. It's like I just love every I love everything about that artist. And when I saw that he was releasing an album, I had to listen to it. And let me just say, every one of them is what I was expecting. Um, two of the songs on there are my two one of my two of my favorite songs of the year. Jesus, I have my doubts. Where basically he's just saying everything, everything is that seems right feels wrong. Everything I have like have feels gone. Can you please reach me in the silence? It's like, and with 2020 and 2021, that was just like a theme, <laughs> honestly. Mm-hmm. And then the next song, "Thanks Be to God," basically saying like, you know what? I'm going. Thanks be to God who delivers me. Christ is is the one who sets me free. Kind of like. It, those two just those two just go together so well, and and honestly, it's like if you honestly with the um, fall, winter, uh, spring, summer EPs, and that he just brings all of those to the table and just elevates and just elevates those uh, those songs, bringing in numerous instruments and and a couple guest art couple guest artists such as Lauren Daigle to the mix too. And honestly, that album has been on repeat constantly, and that's my top <laughs> album of the year. All right. I think that's a good choice. I don't begrudge you that. Uh, my number one of the year uh, is NF, Clouds the Mixtape. Uh, good choice. Good just choice. eked out 21 Pilots for me. Technically a mixtape, uh, but essentially it's a full album for anyone yeah. else. He just normally does like 20 songs an album. Uh <laughs> It is full of amazing bangers, crazy features with Hobson and Tech Nine, um, but songs like "Just Like You," "Trust," "Layers," "Clouds," "Lost," and uh, the amazing track called "Story." That's my which, top. That's one of my top tracks of the year. Oh my gosh! And the music video, yes. best best music video of the year for me too. Yes. I, I, it's, it's, it's a kind of, that song itself is in a genre of kind of rap music that is not all that common, but it used to be more common where you're actually just telling a narrative. Like you're, you're actually telling a story. It doesn't really have anything to do with you, the artist. It's just a fiction that you're telling and they're, they're fun. They're inventive, but that, that music video that they put together for it is just absolutely enthralling. 
uh, some of my some of my best wasted time this year has been watching other people react to that on YouTube. Oh, because oh, no. you'll just you'll just see the just panic mode <laughs> as that that story is being told. It's a but it's a beautiful album. It's very fun. I really loved the um, the features with Tech Nine and Hobson, both of which aren't really believers, but talk about very spiritual things. But that yeah. Tech Nine. That Tech Nine track with him, just oh my gosh, it's the most yeah. fire fast. Yeah. Like I can't, I can't breathe when I listen to that song. Uh, but it is, it is. NF continues to get better and better. Uh, I keep expecting him to slow down, and it's not happening. Uh, and I'm here for it. House <laughs> mixtape was his best album to date. Yeah, uh, so far, date, it's really good. Yeah. So that's the list. Another successful <laughs> top 20. And there you have it. The top 20 Christian albums of 2021 from both Andrew and Matt, giving you a solid 30 plus albums to check out if you haven't already. But we want to know what you think. What do you think of the albums on the list? Are there any albums you think we missed? Come share your thoughts in our Discord at BackRowDiscord.com in the Respond to Show channel. You can message us on any of our socials at the Backrow LTN, or you can call our show 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 voicemail at 575-562-8052. We'll be back with more. Stick around. What's up, nerd? You digging this podcast? Well, the audio enjoyment doesn't end there. Visit LTNOnAir.com and make LTN Radio your new go-to for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie, as well as our exclusive LTN shows and podcasts, some of which air on the station before they're available anywhere else. Visit LTNOnAir.com to listen now and find the link to our app. Now back to the show. to the Back Row Morning Show as things are winding down for the day. And we wanted to know what was the best live action Disney plus Marvel show of 2021. <laughs> so you got four options here. You got the WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, and Hawkeye. It better be Wanda. By far, 44.3%. Yeah. Loved WandaVision. Loki came in in second with 29.5. Hawkeye with 14.8. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, 11.4. I understand. We didn't put that in the list of the worst TV shows uh, to talk about, um, but it's, it wasn't, I mean, I'm, I'm <laughs> not going to talk about it. It wasn't what we thought it was going to be. Let's just put it that way. It wasn't bad comparatively to most shows, but compared to WandaVision, Loki, yeah. All right. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's end with our verse for the day. Our verse for the day is 2 Corinthians 5, 7, for we walk by faith, not by sight. That's going to do it for our show today. Check out lovethynerd.com. It is positively jam-packed with articles, podcasts, and videos to cover a wide range of nerdy topics. Remember that we air our full morning shows first exclusively on LTN Radio, ltnonair.com, every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 10 a.m. But if you miss a day or just can't catch the show live, you can find our three full shows and our weekly main podcast by searching The Back Row Morning Show on Spotify, Apple Podcast, all the podcast apps. Subscribe, rate five stars, and leave a review. Or don't. We're not your parents. We won't be mad. 
just disappointed. <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow morning. We hope you will, too. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise it's true. Jesus, Jesus loves, loves you, nerd. nerd.